0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Dark. I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I got a very long podcast here. Uh, Robin Haynes McRae is back with us tonight talking about some exciting things with Bigfoot, Dogman, a little bit about Goatman, um, just a lot of interesting stories and information she has for you. So I hope you enjoy the show and i will be talking to you soon i'm going to have her on again next week i I meant to do the spiritual the paranormal um demonic spirits ghosts that type of stuff with robin but we got off on talking about you know the cryptids and, and the ets and such to a point where it just it went over so we just stuck to that tonight and we will we will be back next week with the um the paranormal stuff more so you guys enjoy the show and be talking to you soon.
1: Hello. Tracy, hello. Hello. Now I can hear you. It, it okay, keeps hi. It, it keeps kicking me out. Well, no, Then
0: the, it kept playing music, too. So I was like, <laughs> we're going to yeah. have an episode where we hear this background music, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: so, I, anyway. don't, I don't hear any of the music.
0: Yeah, I don't now. It, it finally switched off. So... I just wanted to let everybody know that we're on tonight again with Robin Haynes-McCray. She's back. And we're just having a little struggle getting together here.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, between like, your life and my life, it's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's always an ongoing saga. And for some reason, with these type of interviews, you you seem to get um, disrupted quite a bit. So it's, it's yeah, just... Yeah. And
1: right now, this time of year, it's going to mm-hmm. be even more so. There seems to be this time of year is really the most active.
2: Is it really?
1: Yeah. I mean, I get paranormal activity all the time. Like it never stops. But Mm -hmm. this time of year from September into December, it's insane.
0: Wow. I didn't know Now,
1: the UFO activity will get really busy even in the summer months. Mm -hmm. But the cryptid activity while active all year round, September to December, and it doesn't matter if I'm in Michigan or if I'm in South Carolina, if I visit anywhere in the US, even when I went to Russia to speak, it just is off the charts this time of year. I, I mean, wow. it just is. I mean, I know a lot of the babies are born in the summertime, you know, and and then they keep them, you know, in the cave or wherever for a little bit. And then you get into like September and October, and I always see babies. Mm-hmm. At that point, I mean, I've had the, the Bigfoot spring babies to see me for me to see them. But now, like my daughter, not even two weeks ago, I think it was like a week ago, she was leaving for work. It was like five o'clock in the morning, 530. She's driving down our road and there was a youngster sitting on the side of the road, one of the big one, foot ones. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: she it turned towards her, flashed, you know, blue eye shine and then got up and it would go a few feet and it would sit and look at her as the car came down the road. And it ended up, she said it was like when it got up to run, it ran like a gorilla. Wow. Which I have seen some of the youngsters do that. But okay. it would go a few feet and then it, it stopped and it turned around and look at her. Then it'd go a few more feet and stop and turn around and look at her. And it, it finally crossed the road and went into these people's yard. And then they had this huge side yard and then behind it was all woods. And it eventually, yeah. you know, made it back into the woods. But yeah, we had some of the youngsters at my house in Michigan, I would see move like that. And others I'd see him walk normal, you know, I mean, one of the youngest one that I had seen, I mean, he was really, really tiny. I mean, you know, he was probably, I want to say 30 inches tall at that point. So he wasn't very old, but, um, actually he was probably closer to 24, 25, but anyway, um, he was quite young and he didn't move like that you know, his mom brought him in for me to see. Mm -hmm. And she actually let me get quite close. I was really surprised. And he would run up, there's, she was in the tree line, she was standing outside of the tree line towards me. And she was very well aware I was out in the open, I wasn't hiding behind a tree or anything. So you know, she was very well aware I was there. I think it was a test. Um, I I think the whole thing was set up. Because if I would have made a move towards that baby, if there's one because they're telepathic on top of it, if I would have made one move towards that child, they would literally have been all over me. Wow. And
0: well, you can't blame them, you know? Yeah.
1: And they didn't do anything. But then after that occurred, I literally had them coming out of the woodworks. I mean, they were just everywhere.
0: Casting you. Yeah. Hey, one of my, I wanted to tell you a couple things. Um, one of the listeners was so funny they asked if you had um like a show that you did and i just started cracking up cuz i was thinking to myself yeah it's pretty much
1: mine <laughs> yeah um I was like, you, she's pretty much on here <laughs> yeah you and uh world bigfoot radio i've done a lot mm-hmm. um Vic Cunda, i've yeah, done yeah yeah i you know i i have another one that's coming out um with thomas cardos and i i don't re- I, i'm so sorry thomas I don't remember the name of the show, um, but that will be out on the 13th. Okay. So you and I will talk between then, And then when yeah, I well, the need to
0: find you guys anyway, they can definitely find. Yeah. You and and so we can put a plug in
1: about. a plug in for that one. I've been on spaced out radio. Yeah. And yeah, yeah Dave Scott's amazing. And his whole crew is fantastic. I met him actually through Duke Sullivan who owns world and operates world Bigfoot radio, one of my dearest mm-hmm. friends. And so they've asked me very kindly to, Um, they're so nice to me ask me if I please come back in January so I'll be back in there in January they are you know we're talking about doing conferences too yeah and you and I are talking about the conferences in fact if we go ahead with the one that you wanted to do that will be April 16th
0: okay and that's in Georgia isn't it that's in Clayton Georgia okay yeah that's the one we're thinking about I'd like to do about three I was thinking I would really like to do one in Pennsylvania because it's yeah I'd
1: like to too at some point yeah we need to get over there
0: Georgia, Pennsylvania, um, maybe Michigan, or you yeah, know.
1: definitely we'll be doing them in Michigan. Yeah, you and I, you and yeah. I get to Michigan, and yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be amazing. Yep. You know, you, you get back there, I can take you all the cool places. But um, there <laughs> are spots. Well, it's like within each state, there are spots, the the good and the bad ones. They tend to kind of segregate. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. they don't want to be around each other because they either <laughs> think they're too good or they're too bad, and they try to stay away. Um, yeah, and. So, you know, you have certain areas in Michigan where, you know, that's where the not so nice ones are at. They go there to be left alone. That's why they go off by themselves. They don't want to be by people. And that's fine. They don't have to. Right. But then you have other areas where they're very sociable. Um, I lived in the Manistee National Forest, which is massive. I mean, you're talking hundreds of acres of nothing but woods and wilderness. And I lived... I had 10 acres that I lived on right there. And then when I left that home, um, I had a couple acres that, that I was also at. All of my same group just followed me. But they have all these parks. And I had two or three different parks that I would also go to, even though I was working with them and, and having you know great experiences with them at my house. I would go to outside areas as well. And there's this one area, a very good friend of mine, her name is Lauren, and she's amazing. And her and I used to go out in the woods together all the time. And we went to this one park, and they had motorcycle trails that went through the park. And I thought, gosh, the foots are probably having a fit about that. But we'd never been in there. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very dense. I mean, the, the coverage, it could be bright as day outside, walking in those woods, and you're looking, at it's like dusk. And wow. so we went in there and I just found the most elaborate stick structures. And I took Igor Bor stuff in there one time and Bob Daigle and another friend of ours and we went in there and they were just blown away by these structures. And mm-hmm. I was always, you know, really into the structures. Like my whole property, the structures, there were so many of them, they were intertwined. And I did not know at that time because I didn't know any other researchers. I knew they existed. I just didn't know them. Mm-hmm. And I had been working with Igor Borstep at the time. And he came to the house and he went into the front two and a half acres. We had 10 acres all together. He was out there for like four hours, four or five hours. And he came back and I said, so did you get through everything? And he's like, I haven't even gotten through the, the first two acres. There's so much. And I looked at him and I said, this is normal, right? And he said, oh, no, like I go all over the world. This is not normal. And I, but I had went out there and I made the comment to them. I love it. It was, I was like, you know, a proud mom with her kid's handy in art class. Mm -hmm. And I had all these picture frames that you put an SD card in and I had nothing but hundreds and thousands of pictures of stick structures on these, this SD card. And they would just rotate all the time. And I got such joy out of their stick structures, So they just were making all of them. But anyway, so Lauren and I had went out in this woods and found these great structures and we weren't in there. We didn't think very long. And we had walked down the path that normally the motorbikes follow. And we got back there. And then all of a sudden, it was the darkest dark I've ever, ever in my life been in. Like, we could not see each other standing next to each other. Jeez, and God. our cell phones wouldn't work.
0: And this is comforting for me because I know she's going to drag my butt into this. Kind oh, of you're stuff. going
1: all over, girlfriend. You got so, no anyway, go- no. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i go out at two o'clock in the morning so yeah. and you know we're thinking we'd only been in these woods like 30 minutes how hard mm-hmm. could it be you follow the bike trail in you follow the bike trail out it mm-hmm. made it so dark we couldn't see each other so we thought okay we'll use the light from our cell phone my cell phone they drain the battery i mean and they do that to my yeah. phone all the time and my ba- my phone wouldn't even turn on so forget the light there and Lauren was trying to get hers because her phone had shot. She was trying to get her phone to come on so that we could use this light. In the meantime, there's nothing but eye shine and Bigfoot's walking on oh. one side, shadowing us because they wanted us out of there. On the other side of us, you can hear them killing something. We later found out it was a raccoon that they had killed and eaten. Oh, but oh, they're no. they're kill- this raccoon screaming, and we can see their eye shine and scuffling going on and movement going. I mean, we couldn't see anything, but we could hear it all. And her and I are just like freaking out, you know, because you can't see, I can't see her standing next to me. Mm-hmm. She finally gets her cell phone ad and I was, she didn't know it, but I was looking the opposite direction. She was. Cause I couldn't see her. She gets the cell phone. out. she's like grabbing this way. And she takes off. Oh. I turn around and she's gone. I can't see the cell phone. You I can't, can't even see, see her. her no. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, where are you doing? I'm like, you know, come back because I don't know where you are. I yeah. can't see the path. I can't even see the top of my shoes. I've never seen darkness to start. Oh, that's crazy. And all I can hear is this Bigfoot that's probably not even eight to ten feet off my left-hand side. And, you know, of course, I, I mind speak. And he's mm-hmm. telling me I need to leave. We're trying to hunt. You need to leave. And he wasn't being aggressive. He was just trying to get me out of there because they were trying yeah. to hunt. And I'm like, I'm trying to, I can't find my way out. Like I really can't. And he's stomping his feet and he's breaking branches. And I'm like, Oh, for the love of Pete, you know? And I, I wasn't, on one hand, I wasn't concerned. I didn't get the energy from him that he was going to hurt me. On the other hand, I'm thinking, I don't want to be stupid and end up, you know, getting chased out of here or have him pick me up and move me out of here because I can't see him. I literally can't see him. So I, I'm hollering for Lauren, which was not making the Bigfoot any happier. And she finally turned around and came back. She said, keep talking so I can find you. And she finally oh found my me God. out of there. Where did this time go? It was like, we literally had missing time. We went into this place and it was three in the afternoon and it felt like, you know, not even 30 minutes. And now it's eight o'clock at night. You're so kidding. we get out. No, it was crazy. I don't know what happened. So we get out of there. We go home. We tell my husband, I'm like, "Cat, you won't believe how all this craziness that went on. But these structures were just unbelievable. And a lot of your, your tall teepee structures and even some of the smaller ones and your arches, if you go to the highest peak in it and feel them, on some of them, you will feel a higher energy. And okay. there have been people that have taken light bulbs and put it up into that energy and it'll literally have enough energy to turn light bulb on. Or you can take, yeah. Or you can take a meter, you know, the little, um, voltage meters and put them up there and it'll flip that out. Some of them. And I have a very dear friend of mine that I was showing this to at his property. And he actually got a picture of something darting. out. We have no idea what it was, something smaller darting out of it. Cause it was a portal
2: mm-hmm. and
1: a lot of them, they'll go into these teepees and, and they are just a, a way to, you know, use it for a portal. And so anyway, is that what they are,
0: Robin? It's like a structure for a portal.
1: Not all the time. Not all okay. the time. We need it, People need to realize that all these structures, a lot of them have multiple uses. Like your arches are a lot of time directional at the same time. You have arches where and a very different taught me this. Um, the females will literally where the tip of that arch is at and anchor down to the ground. They'll urinate on it. And that arch is a directional to find her by her scent as well as that um but a lot of times they're just simply a directional by whoever you know but there are some that do have that higher energy in them and they use them as a portal and my friend the arch that he found was really only about four and a half foot tall it wasn't anything elaborate it was not one that really stood out except that if you're looking for arches always look for where the tip of that tree ends up at and find out is there something placed over the top of it to anchor it down. Is it woven at the base of it? You know, most people look at, oh, it's just from snow. It's just from wind. It's just due to rain. No, the, the elements do not make things woven. They do not place ob- or you know objects on top of it to hold it down. So that's how you can tell if it's one that a Bigfoot, a dogman or whatever has made. Mm-hmm. And so he had gotten, had these smaller ones and we were looking at it. And I said, I want you to feel this energy flux in here because it is really important because some of them do have that. Not all, but some. Mm -hmm. And he did. So he was taking a video of it as I was explaining it. And this little, we don't know what it was. Little creature came running at it. It was really funny. For like two seconds, you saw it come out like, you know, in this little blurb. And then all of a sudden it was gone. So yeah, they're used for many things. Was it a big
0: or was it something else? No,
1: no, it was something else. I think it was just a dimensional. It wasn't anything significant. You don't know what it was? No, it's a dimensional. I mean, they just come in and out of different dimensions. It was probably Uh, not much bigger than the size of, I want to say, between a small to a medium-sized dog. I mean, it was not ill-intended. It wasn't dangerous. It wasn't anything to get worked up about. It just darted out. So I told my husband, I said, this is what happened when Laura and I went in the woods. Like, this was crazy. They're, like, killing raccoons on one side and shadowing us on the other. And we're trying to get in and out of there. And you have to understand, the Manistee National Forest is hundreds of thousands of acres. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how we ever made it out to the car, I still to this day don't know. I know they helped us because I don't know how we got out there. So well, he's like, oh, I want to go see these structures. So he said, okay, tomorrow we're going to go. We're going to <laughs> go earlier in the day because we want to make sure that we're not stuck in there at nighttime.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So we go, and it's like one thirty, two 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We get in there. Same bloody thing happened again. The only thing that saved our butts is we had actually gotten farther back into this park, which I don't know where that would have ever ended up. I never went back far enough. I mean, we went, you know, quite a ways in, but not even a millionth of how far back it actually went. And the only thing that saved us was all three phones went down and Pat had, my husband had said to the foot, you know, we we know you don't want us here now because we know you're hunting. We know you are you know tending to your families. Mm-hmm. We need to get out. I need my phone to get us out of here. And Lauren oh. and I couldn't get our phones to boot at all. His all of a sudden just comes on. Wow. And his GPS worked. Nothing else worked but the GPS. That's amazing. And the flashlight. And so he gps us out because we were going to call Lauren and I were going to call the night before. And you know, call the DNR and say, Hey, we're out here. I mean, we're talking Michigan here. You got Cougars, Bobcats, you know, bear, coyotes, wolves, you got all of that. And we didn't have to worry about anything else. The only thing that was following us around were the Bigfoots. But I mean they never tried to hurt us. They they didn't. They were, you know, not thrilled that it took us as long to get out. But I think had they not messed with us, we probably would have been out a lot sooner. But you know,
0: Why do they, um, why do they drain cell phones and, and anything really?
1: Well, it's energy. Everything with them boils down to the energy. Okay. So they want the energy? Oh yeah. I mean, and if they don't want you to be able to take photos, it's not uncommon for them to drain the battery in your phone. My case, anybody that knows me knows I've got my cell phone on me at all times. I never went out in the woods without it. I never go anywhere without it because I have children. I have grandchildren. You know, I have friends, whatever. And so I, I, it's attached to me 24-7. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And they got used to that. So if I'm out in the woods, and you've seen my photos. I've got a bunch of them. I just had a
0: listener ask me that. Do they mind if she takes photos? Some of them <laughs> don't.
1: Right. I, some of them don't. I never, ever try to take pictures of the kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually did get one. And it isn't the easiest picture to see, not because it's blurry, but because he is jet coal black, and he was sitting down. There was actually twins, and I knew there were twins out there, but I did not see him when I took the photo. Um, he was sitting down in some tall grasses. If you look at the photo and actually study the photo, you will see his entire face.
0: Okay.
1: I'll send it to you, Tracy. You'll it's. Yeah, cool. send it- You've- you know, at it, it first glance, it looks like a blob. And then you look at this blackness and, like, oh, my gosh, look, at there's a face there. There's an eye yeah. here. There's clearly nose and eyes and a mouth, you know, and it's not blurry. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's so dark at first glance. You really don't think you have anything. And I didn't think I had anything either. They had to actually tell me there was a baby in there and I blew it up and lightened it up. And I went, oh, my gosh, it really is. Wow. But um, they have been very generous with me getting photos. But. Like I said, when I take a camera out, I, ha- I don't have the luck that I have with the cell phone. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I think because they're so used to being that cell phone, they probably think it's part of me.
2: Right. And
1: I mean, it's, it's sad. It is sad, but it's true. And where the camera, I almost feel like they find it more intrusive. Mm hmm. Now, the other thing, and I've told this to a lot of people, and some people listen and believe me and other people don't, and that's okay. If you really want to get a picture of them, for heaven's sakes, don't focus on them. Go out in the woods. If you think you're in an area that they're at, stand there, take a picture and turn in a circle. Click, 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 click. Random photos. Okay. And the reason you do this is a couple of things. They radiate it's not really infrasound but it's what we would consider to be infrasound and they also have a very high vibration and very high amount of energy and so because of that that is what causes the blurriness okay now That's, if I they are yeah if they are cloaked and they're standing there and you happen to take random pictures and it's not focused on them. You don't want that camera lens centered on them. Like if you were to see one standing there, you're going to take a picture of the tree next to it. So it's off to the side. Okay. Um, and that works better. Sometimes you'll get really lucky and they, you, I've asked them before your energy is too strong. It's making me dizzy. Can you lower your energy? And they will. Okay. Okay. I mean, they're pretty gracious about it. So if they don't have a lot of high energy going up, it will be a clearer photo and maybe you can get them dead center. It's just more often than not the easiest way to do it is, is like that.
0: And they understand our language when we talk to them. 100%. 100%.
1: The only thing is, yes, they understand our language. Our words are not the same meaning necessarily as theirs. Okay. So that's where the language barrier tends to hit. It's not that they can't understand our language. Number one, when they mind speak, they can mind speak in any language they need to. They have their own language. They can also speak ours. Mm-hmm. You know, I did the conference in Russia and I still mind speak with some of the ones in Siberia and they still speak to me in Russian. And I'm like, OK, we've gone over this a million times. Even Igor's tried to teach me for years to speak Russian. I suck at it. I'm not going to be any good at it. <laughs> and I'm not going to continually try to say the language and just massacre it. So mm-hmm. let's just give it up to God and say, Robin, will never learn Russian. I just can't. I, I <laughs> want to. I would love to. I'm just not oh, good I'll at learn
0: it. it for you. I, my son, Tristan wants to learn Russian and I'm, yeah. I'm an absolute lang. I speak five languages and I'm a language. Like I sponge okay, it. I don't so know what it is.
1: I'm going to show you where the bigfoot are and you're going to show me how to speak another language. Cause I've always wanted to speak more than one language. Okay. And I just, I'm, it's just not something I'm, I'm good at. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. So okay. they, they can speak whatever language, you know, like if they're in, the United States, and primarily people are speaking in English, they're going to speak in English. They also have their own language, okay, as well as when they speak in English verbally, not through my speak, but verbally. And because when we speak, our vocal, you know, we have vocal cords in our and it's going to come out of the top of our throat. That is not the case with them. That comes down deeper in the clavicle area, so it's a more guttural sound. That being said, they can hit pitches. We can't, but they can also get a lower pitch that we can't either. So you can't just say it's not deep enough. It's got too high pitched of a sound for it to be a big foot. That's not accurate because their vocal range is much more extensive than ours, okay. And so, you know, that, that kind of filters into it as well. But they, I mean, when you mind speak with them, it, you know, they're much clearer because you don't have to go through, you know, them. Not in a physical form, but I mean, you know, the hearing of it and when it comes out that way, it sounds a lot different where mind speak. If I can't understand what they're saying to me. When I'm outside and I hear them talking, then it's like just mind speak, please. So I can understand what what you're saying. Is it
0: the same for dog men as well? Is it this exact same?
1: You know. This is really a kind of a a hot topic because I know people that say dogmen can talk. I'm not going to tell you that they cannot speak. I've mind spoke with dogmen for years. Absolutely. Since I was little and I can, when they do it, it's crystal clear. It's not an issue. Have I heard them speak, you know, flesh and blood. It's not the same. It's not like when you're listening to a Bigfoot with speech patterns, most dogmen. And I know people have said, yes, they have said words. They may ha- say something verbally that is supposed to be trying to speak or, or whatever. It's there's no clarity there. Okay. I mean, it, it's just not. It, it's not like when you hear a Bigfoot. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah, yeah. When a Bigfoot talks, even if you don't understand what they're saying, you can definitely tell it's words. Okay. Um, they'll form sentences whatsoever. The dog men and other people may have a different experience than I've had. And so, you know, I don't claim to be an expert on any of this, but my experiences with them, when they do speak verbally, it's really difficult. And I, des- I honestly will tell you, I am not convinced that they can verbally speak English. Okay. Okay. Mine speak anytime, day or night you know, at little Nico that was out in the backyard here that let me take his picture. He spoke mind speak and he was clear as a bell. He oh, was a pest oh. because he wouldn't leave me alone. He wanted me to come outside but he was clear as a bell. Now, I've been outside when there's been dog been out there before and I think that um, they try to speak, you know, to some extent but I just don't think that I would consider it, you know, a real clear cut. They're talking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got. You. I got. You. Yeah, you know, it sounds crazy sounding. Like, well, I'm not sure what this is. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I just know. I mean, are they the same with like, their animal? Like, are they the same with with? Are they more active September through like December as well? Um. Or is, or is it I just?
1: The- it. Yeah, I mean. I think that time of year, it's just because the weather is kind of in flux where it's not too hot. It's not too cold. So they're more active because people are more active outside as well. So you notice them more. Okay. You know, when I lived in Michigan.
0: Also, if it's colder weather, you would almost think you would notice them more because there's not as many leaves on the trees and stuff.
1: Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've heard people say, well, there's no footprints or they're not here in the wintertime. That is a myth. Okay. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: in the middle of the winter, when you have, you know, like I said, growing up in Michigan, you would have several feet of snow every year. They may lay low, you know, and everybody says, Mm -hmm. Oh, there's all these little teepees. I found where they live. No, you didn't. You really didn't because those are temporary shelters. Those Mm -hmm. are shelters for portals. Those are used for hunting blinds, whatever. The truth of the matter is, and I was blessed one time where they actually took me to where they live. I mean, where they actually, actually live. And right. they've only done that to me once. It is not like anything you've ever encountered in your life. What do you and, mean? Well, to begin with, it's in an area where it's very difficult or inaccessible for us. Okay. That's why they go there. Um, you know, the the first time they took me there... I was living in Shiawassee County in Michigan and it was the the most dense wood I'd ever been in. It was unpenetrable. I couldn't get in it. The only reason I got into it was they told me to go up to the bush and, you know, put my hand on the bush and I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? So I did. And I saw speckles and flashes of light. And like a brief moment later I was on the inside of these woods. So basically it was through a portal. And you know, at the time I didn't know a lot about portals. I knew a little bit, but not a lot. And they, I was allowed to see what they actually sleep in when they're not in like a cave or an abandoned house that they've used as a, you know, but this was something that they'd actually created themselves. And, you know, Sesame Street had Big Bird and you had Big Bird's Nest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Picture Big Bird's Nest. That's the size of a two and a half car garage, four and a half feet off the ground and has a top. Like, it, it's just, there are no words that can adequately describe what I was blessed to have seen. And it's in the middle of this most intense woods. You could not move through the woods. It was not possible. And there was like a deer run that ran around through just inside the outer ring of it. And Mm -hmm. you couldn't get off that deer run. And I kept looking at the ground and seeing deer feet and Bigfoot footprints. And I'm thinking, I can't go anywhere that isn't in this little tiny deer run. If the deer come running through here or a Bigfoot comes running through here, I'm done. I'm dead. Because well, I how couldn't do they get, get into through the it, woods. Robin? I, honestly, I wish I knew. I think they, they use the deer, run from the deer, and they move through it that way, which even though it's not overly tall, they would have had to be hunched down to get into it. And they go in it. That's the only thing I could think of is the way they maneuvered. I was not there in there long enough to try – to get too far down that deer run. I did go down it. I never found an opening that would lead me towards the center of these woods. It was too dense. I simply could not do it. I don't know how they do it. I'm being honest. I just don't. I wonder if they,
0: I wonder if they portal
1: through stuff. Oh, I'm sure because I had to portal yeah. to get into it. I couldn't get in. They, they kept telling me to come in and come in. I'm like, I can't get in. Wow. You know, and I just couldn't get in. And, and so then when I went to leave, Um, the female that was there, there there's a male, female, a little girl child of theirs. And, you know, there's people that were coming that were my friends that had, were looking for me. And she said, you must go. They, you know, they can't see where we live. And I said, okay. And Uh I said, but I don't, I can't get out of here. How am I supposed to get out here? She said, go up and touch the side of the bushes. And I'm like, okay. I did. Next thing I knew I was outside. You know, I I don't even know the length of time I was in there. I have no concept.
0: I can't believe we have woods like that. It's it's just, you know.
1: From the outside, that is not what it looked like. I will say that. It just looked like, you know, this large area of woods. Now, in, when I was in the Manistee National Forest, like, they were at my house every night. I, you know, they would come outside my window, and they'd make all their noises, and they'd knock on the walls and everything, and I would go outside. And... Sometimes they would talk. Other times they would pace around me. They had an area. It was almost like a worship area is is what it felt like to me. That was literally probably 50 feet from my front door inside the woods. And I was out every night, every single night with them. I was out there. And as many teepee structures as they had made and things, I knew. I had said to them, is this where you sleep? And they laughed at me. You know, and they said, no, this this is where we sit. Okay, fine. You know, you'll see them. Um, Igor has seen them in the park in Moscow. They, they go in there and they sit and they watch people. That's you amazing. You know? Yeah. And they, they have for, var- again, these structures are for various reasons. There's not just simply one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And each clan is going to customize it for their own clan on top of it. So it can be really confusing. But um, they, I said to them, where do you live? And I knew what direction they came. Every night they came in from the same area. Finally, one day I was like, you know, I want to know.
0: Yeah, I would too. You know,
1: and for me to follow them back, I yeah, I would have had to go through so many acres of farmland oh, yeah. that would have gone into other people's properties and everything else. It was just not feasible for me to do that. So I got in the car and I drove over to where I knew they were going in and out of. And I went down the road and everything. And what I found, and I, to, I'm still convinced to this day it's where they're at. There was a very old doctor that had probably, I want to say, 50, 60 acres of land. Mm-hmm. And his house was deep in the woods that was his land. His whole, the whole property was woods. And I found it very odd that this entire parcel was like trying to get into Fort Knox. There was a fence all around it. It was the gates that was surprising to me. Number one, the fences were tall, which would be nothing for a Bigfoot to go over, but taller than a normal fence and much sturdier than any fence that I had seen in the whole entire county that I lived in. But it was the gates to get on the property. These were like high security gates. And there was a very peculiar sign on there. And it wasn't just to keep out. It Hmm. was a sign that was much more in depth and it said to keep out and then under it it said only people permitted had to have documentation from the owner of the property in county to be allowed to go on this property wow and you're talking about a little tiny town i mean little little no, tiny he town they knew
0: something he knew something yeah. was going on yeah and
1: where this was at was out in the sticks there was nobody around mhm and yet you and when you looked into the property from the side of the road, all you saw was woods, but it was the exact place that the bigfoots would come in and out of. And I think because that was such a secluded private property, it was perfect for them.
0: And And I expecting them too.
1: I think he knew I I will go to my grave saying he knew because the security that I saw in that fencing, there was no reason for it. He was living in an area that the crime rate wasn't high. Um, I never did see his house, if he even had a house in there, because you couldn't, it wasn't visible anywhere. The drives were not a long driveway that drove into it. It simply, these gates opened up and it was a short drive into the woods and then no more road. Mm -hmm. So what was the big secret? What was the big thing that this was so, the security on this thing was ridiculous. For what it was, it made no sense. Yeah, He's protecting didn't himself.
0: himself from the Bigfoot. It sounds like. Well, or...
1: yeah, and it was funny because right behind us was, um, a, Poor a dog older... man. Just yeah, a big... yeah. Well, right behind our property was a cow farm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we had ten acres. And when we first got there, I was forever finding cow bones in these woods on our ten-acre wow. plot. And I thought, this is crazy. Like, why? You know, why are all these cow bones back here in the woods? Obviously, there's no Mm -hmm. cattle back there. I had heard that at one point in time, the people that lived there, because it was 80% woods, they had this little tiny shed and they said that, you know, they had a cow there. Okay. These bones had been brought in recently because they weren't there. I had the same pattern. I walked through that woods every day so that the foots knew where I was going to be at what time. And they were never concerned about, was I going to walk up on them? Was I going to scare them? I made my presence known. I kept to the same pattern every day and they would work around me. And what I found with that was when they knew it was dependable for me to be at a certain place, then they would come closer. And I got more interactions because they weren't hiding out all the time thinking I was going to come up behind them and scare them or scare the kids or whatever. It Mm -hmm. was predictable for them. And that gave them comfort. Right. And, but all these bones would just show up. And finally, The people that own that cow farm, it was an older man and his wife, his daughter, her little girl went to school with my little girl. And we were talking one day and she said, it's the craziest thing. And I said, what? She said, well, you know, every now and then they'll have a cow that dies on the farm. And I said, yeah. And she says, well, dad will take the backhoe over by the fence that's over right by your place. And he digs this big, takes this backhoe, digs this huge hole and puts a cow in it and covers it up. And she says, Every time those darn coyotes, the next day it's all dug up and the cow's gone. So the coyotes Mm -hmm. are taking it somewhere, and I'm like, the coyotes, my butt. How many? (laughs) You know, let's go to that old question of how many coyotes does it take to carry a fifteen pound, fifteen hundred pound heifer? You know, tell them to save the save the backhoe.
0: Just don't even bother. Just put it out in the woods for them.
1: Exactly. Why why bury it? (laughs) And it was right after that I'd find you know cow bones all over. Yeah. You know, my son was out in the woods one day and he was walking around out there and he comes back and he's like, mom, craziest thing. And I said, what? He said, well, I think one of your foot got hold of a rabbit. And I said, why? And he said, well, I'm walking on the path. And he said, I look over off to my right and under a bush is this rabbit with its head ripped off. And he said, I went over to it and it was still warm. So whatever was eating it had taken the head off of it, obviously. He said, I think I scared him because he said, I heard something moving in the bushes and I didn't see it. He said, I just saw the rabbit. He says, come back and look at it. I said, okay. So I go back to look at it and now it's gone. It's just completely gone. Yeah. You know, and they had, they were always leaving gifts and things and we used to leave gifts out for them all the time. And they, the one time they brought me a black, I don't even know where they had to been somebody's rabbit because it was a black rabbit and the head was off of it and they left on the porch for me. You know, it, Nobody in this world has ever been gifted as many possums as I was gifted. Yeah. Oh, it, it was just.
2: Tell them, say,
0: hey, guys, why don't you give me some money or gold bars or something? Yeah, instead. you know,
1: where's the rainbow and the leprechaun? <laughs> yeah, it I was know. crazy. And I had this, it was actually a rabbit cage. And the whole thing was welded as one piece, mm-hmm. except for the door on top. And so I would put food in it. And I had locks that went all the way around it. You couldn't budge that door. And if I didn't have locks, I had snaps and the raccoons couldn't get in it. The possums couldn't get in it. I saw them try. They never did make it in it. And, and I would go out there and the snaps were taken off the cage and sitting on the ground and the door was open and the food was gone. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, you know, guys, you know, if it's you, I need a sign that it's you. So the next day I went out there and the snaps had been taken off, put back in a different place. And the food was gone. And there was a possum inside. They locked a possum inside of it. And this possum could not get out because it was locked in there now. I mean, it was like snaps, you know, that they had done it Mm -hmm. and it couldn't get out. It tried and tried and tried. And I'm like, great. How, what am I supposed to do now? I've got a live possum in there that's hit. I mean, he's mad. And so I finally, I, I get it open and the first time I just, he climbed out on his own and he left by day three, I'm thinking this is this poor possum. I mean, how much trauma can he endure? So I'd get him and I get this big bucket and I dump him in out of, this thing and he'd go in the bucket. I'd put a lid on it and I would drive up the road like two or three miles and cut him loose. And I'm like, tell you, tell oh. all your friends, don't come to the property. Don't to- I know, to the, you know? And I, and I would say to them, why do you keep putting these possums in there? Because there was nowhere that this possum could get in because I had like snaps all around the door so that it wouldn't even open up, not even an eighth of an inch. It was not moving. And the snaps had been taken off and they were hanging on sides of the cage and this possum was stuck in it. Or (sighs) the snaps would have been off and the snaps were back on, but they were in different places and he couldn't get out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and finally, after the fourth possum, I, I said, why? Like, why are you doing this? And they said, well, you gifted something to us. They work on a barter system. They really do.
0: I understand that. And I've heard lots of stories about when somebody gives them yeah. something, they always give something back. But they got to start giving stuff that's valuable to us.
1: I Don't I win. <laughs> Not live and, possums. Yeah. And they kept giving me possums. And my friends that I was doing, I mean, they, the one had been around the Bigfoot since she was a very small child. And mm. she's like, you know, they they barter, you know, and they're trying to be really yeah. nice. And I'm like, I'm possum girl. This is what I've been broken down yeah. to is possum girl. Yeah. And I don't eat wild game. I, I don't, yeah. let alone a, a bloody possum. Yeah, me and, neither. I can't oh, stick it. They just, they would not stop.
0: I want to ask you something too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. What no, you're I was going to
1: say right now I have, I have Savannah cats, which are, you know, they're a domestic cat crossed with a West African serval
2: mm-hmm.
1: and mine are like um, F seven. So they're, they look more domesticated cat than they do serval except for their marking. But anyway, I have these big cages outside for them
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the bars on these are not like a kennel for a dog where it's chain link. These are a very small welded fence that goes around it. We have an enclosed top. You cannot get any, I mean, the cats can't get out of it. I mean they they haven't and I have these giant buckets that I bought at the Dollar Tree that will hold approximately a gallon bucket full of food Mm -hmm. of kibble and I fill those up and normally they last two and three days I have two enclosures one is my unneutered males that I use for breeding there's three the other enclosure there's five cats in there The boys in there are neutered and I have two females that are, I have six cats in there um, that are not spayed females. So if I ever choose to breed them again with my other savannas, I can. And the food used to last for three days. Mm -hmm. I can't get it to last 12 hours. And the thing that's been so funny is, you know, we have a lot of like 30, 40 foot pine trees here. I go in there and And it's filled with pine cones. There's no pine cones anywhere else on the floor in the cage of the males. But in their bucket, it's filled with pine cones. Now, the pine cones won't fit through the fence into the enclosure. And -hmm. there's a top on it, so they can't come through the top. The only way the pine cones can get in there is if you open the door and take the pine cones in. Right. And there's never any on the ground. Only in the bucket. That they've now taken all the food. They leave pine cones and take the food. I freaking love pine cones.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently I make they pine do pine cone wreaths, and I love pine cones. I I have my house decorated, and like I'll take them and yeah, you know, make decorations. I love pine cones. I have a thing for pine cones. That's yeah. cute.
1: Well, the other enclosure, they will empty that one out. And I went th- in there about a week ago. I was in there getting them water, and of course, filling up the food again, and. Um, in the bottom of their bucket were these leaves and I don't know where they got these leaves from because it it doesn't match any tree or bush around my home Mm -hmm. and they were all put in a flower pattern where the tip of the end of each leaf was like into the middle okay and it went all the way around in a pattern it was actually quite stunning oh but they had taken all the food and made a decoration for oh yeah so they you know, steal, I,
0: they basically steal, and they justify their theft through, sent, through through just giving you a pine cone or something.
1: Yep, Native <laughs> Americans bartered, you know, they exchanged, I know. you know. Man. And there are some Native American tribes, you know, hundreds of years ago that actually did that with the forest people.
2: Mm-hmm. But there's
1: also just as many tribes that had poor interaction with them and they would steal each other's children. So again, you're talking about location, which tribe yeah. was it? You know, like I in Michigan where I lived at was a land. And they seemed to interact with them just fine. But there are other places that they did not. They absolutely yeah. did not, you know.
0: Goat man. I, I, there's a lot of people, (laughs) there's a lot of interest in Goatman, which it's so weird because I've never been interested in Goatman, but I have to ask you, um, somebody had asked me this week if you'd ever seen Goatman. And I said, I thought from a conversation I'd had with you once that you had seen it one time.
1: What I, here's what's happened with me with Goatman. I've had interaction. I have not had him in flesh and blood standing in my backyard like I have with other Creatures like, you know, and I've showed you these pictures too. I have a picture of a wizard man in my backyard. I have pictures of ETs and cat people and these little dimensional creatures and mm-hmm. more ETs. You basically and,
0: have like CERN in your back. back yeah,
1: it's it, it's crazy, <laughs> and it this happens everywhere I live. It's not just because of where I'm. At. I know, just kidding. But you. the the goat man, I have had interaction. But here's how I have. Um, there's been. Multiple people that contacted me and said that, you know, they had seen the goat man and they were fearful. And you know, if anything will talk to you, you can mind speak with it. Okay. I, I mind speak with my animals all the time. I have a very dear friend of mine that was babysitting a turtle and the turtle got sick and they didn't know what to do and they couldn't afford the vet. So I mind spoke with the turtle and found out what was wrong with it and he, you know, took care of it appropriately and the turtle lived. But mm-hmm. you can get anything. ETs, whatever. I don't recommend everybody run out there and try to mind speak because unless you know how to read energy so that you know what you're talking to and whether it's good or bad, it is not safe. Well, you're also a
0: medium and highly psychic too. I think that is a lot, a big difference between you and, you know, I'm not saying an average person, nobody's average, but there's people that just don't. Know their yeah. ability. And, you know? and if
1: you are someone that per se is out in the woods and you hear mind speak, which comes in many forms, it's not just words, it's thoughts, feelings, emotions, a picture mm-hmm. in your mind plays out as a video. That's all part of mind speak.
0: Yeah, I Most do. Most people, big time. Ha- I
1: know, even. Yeah, a lot of people just get it one way or another way. I get it always. It's just, I've been doing this, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know that everybody could. So for me, it started when I was learning to talk, I was already doing mind speak. Mm-hmm. But So when I reached out to find out what was going on, one of the abilities that I have is when I talk to something, I automatically get a visual in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people can say, well, yeah, but how do you know you're right? Well, I know I'm right only because if someone contacts me and has asked me, and they have periodically, will you talk to this one that's around me? I always see him now and then, but and I'll say, okay. And I'll, and I'll describe it to a T and mm-hmm. they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, well, because he showed me, <laughs> right. That's how I know I don't claim to be perfect. I don't, again, I'm not an expert. I'm just somebody that's had a lot of things happen to him, but my ratio of getting it right is quite high. I will say that. Right. And it's not an ego talking. It, it is just the way it is. Experience. Yeah, I know. Right. And, and in so the same way.
0: you just, and you also learn to trust that you have to, you know, a lot of yeah. people, They, they, they get things. They just don't understand. They're getting things because they doubt it. They don't, they don't understand that.
1: And I did, you know, I'll be the first one to say, I did that for a very long time. Very, very long time. I got to the point where I finally just threw it up to God and said, you know what, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, You've given me like a multitude of abilities that I'm still learning new abilities daily yeah me too it's you know and you and i tracy have talked about that there's a reason you know there's a purpose even if we don't understand it at the time so i just you know thank god and consider it a blessing Mm -hmm. and move forward with it now where before I i kept it quiet i doubted myself that doesn't mean that there's not times that i don't you know that i i don't doubt myself um my husband and i as well as another friend of mine that lives in texas Um, We do a lot of work for the Bigfoots and the Dogmen, as far as that goes. And we verify the holy crap out of everything. Okay. So like if all three of us don't get the same message, we don't move forward with it
2: because something's being
1: deceitful. And so, you know, we do that. But when it comes to the Goatman, I have had, you know, a lot of talks, you know, contact that way with them. Um, I've helped more than a few people. That have had them around them and were scared because they're very ominous and they really are not personable like your Bigfoots are. Mm-hmm. Like it, they, I, I almost get that the they've never said this, but it almost I get the feeling that they they are not happy with maybe how they look and they're self conscious or something like of that nature. They've never said anything like that, but that's the the energy that they radiate, and mm-hmm. so. I have talked to them before. I've not had a problem with them. The the first one I talked to just want simply wanted to be left alone. He didn't want contact. He didn't want people around him. He was not trying to be hurtful. The people walked up on him, scared the crap out of him and them. You know, he just simply wanted to be left alone. That was it. There was nothing more to it than that. You know, um, another one I had a woman get hold of me. And she was bound and determined that this goat man was after her and wanted her dead and everything else. And I did talk to him multiple times for a long period of time. And I did not find that to be the case. I had no problem with him. He was extremely friendly. He was more, well, yeah, I'm watching her all the time because she's always watching for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm okay. like, okay, well, that makes sense.
0: She was just probably afraid of him. That's, that's all. It well, it
1: she was at work, and there was a big hill on the other side of where she worked at. And, and so she would see him standing on the top of this hill. And it would frighten her, and she was convinced that he was coming after her. And he's like, I'm not coming after her. You know, yeah. I'm watching her because she's always up here looking at me, and I have family. Wow. You know, I want to make sure that she is not a threat to my family. Well, that makes sense to me.
0: Now, are these, are they also created by ETs?
1: Oh, yeah. All these are okay. hybrids. None of these. The only yeah. ones that really aren't is when it comes to Dogmen, um, there is where the Evens, which we call them the Evens or a form of ET, they claim to have made something with a human body in the head of a dog hundreds of years ago. Um, so they kind of have owned up to the fact that they created a dogman. However, and, th- and there's always that, but in it, the government has created cryptids that honestly people can't comprehend that they did and I they know. have created dogmen as well. And those things are lethal. Now, I have heard, I've never talked to any of these people. So this is just what I've heard um, about the government that has some that, you know, actually work for the government. And this Mm -hmm. guy's like, well, yeah, they're not that that bad. That is not my experience. But I'm not going to say that he's being misleading or that he's not being honest, because I don't know. I don't know him personally. I don't know that situation. And I'm not going to tell somebody they're wrong, just because it may not be what I know but we need the knowledge from everybody combined in that collective to learn anything. But I will say this, there are a lot of them, the government created them, you know, super army type thing. And a lot of these things, I don't, my own belief is, I think a lot of it is they can't control them and they cut them loose. But I also think that as crazy as it sounds, maybe some kind of population control because they get put in certain areas you know, and they are highly dangerous. So then when you talk to people that have these encounters and I've had people come to me and say, you know, what variant a dog, man, is it, you know, if people believe that there's all these different variants, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to change anybody's opinion. And I'm not saying that their opinion is wrong. Right. I gotcha. I'm saying what I've witnessed, what I've encountered, there are no variants any more than, in our people, we have good people, we have bad people, we have Japanese, we have Chinese, we have Mexican, we have white, yeah, we have Asian. Right. You know, if that's considered different variants, maybe that's what they're referring to. I've had people send me the charts of all these, what they call different variants. They're all simply a dogman. Okay. That's and not I comes feel. To, Yeah,
0: I, I get you too when with that. When it
1: comes to the Bigfoot, there's no two alike. Mm-hmm. They are as different as you and I are. There are no two alike. And it's the same with the dogman. It's the same with the cat people. It's the same with, you know, the goat man. It's the same with the lizard man because they're all individualized. But Mm -hmm. all these things, ETs have used genetics and human DNA to create these things. And two or three years ago, there was a man that was abducted. And they told him, wait, do you see what we put down there now? It's really going to get heated up. And yeah, and surprise, everybody's finding all these more cryptids. And so when you look at the Bigfoot, we know due to Melba Ketchum's study, which I support 1 billion percent, um, she even tested some of my samples. The study was already done, but she tested them for me. And they they came back positive that they were Bigfoot. And I helped her. I'm not a scientist. I didn't write the paper. I didn't do any of the genetic testing. I'm, I'm certainly not qualified for any of that. But I did work very closely with her and helped in different ways and that study is as legit as it gets Mm
2: -hmm. all the
1: information on that study was not released and it was not released because when she came out she never expected it to be a human hybrid okay she didn't even when she started this she wasn't even looking for bigfoot what had happened was people were coming into her lab for species id because they were finding hair in different samples in their farms And they said, we want to know what's getting into the chicken coop or what's getting into this. It It was done as a species ID. And when she did it, she found out that this was something very unique. This is something undiscovered, which as a scientist, that's going to pique anybody's interest. And that all over time transpired into this study. Mm -hmm. So when it was done, nobody ever thought for two seconds it was going to come out of human hybrid. That was never what anybody thought. But it did. That study is legit. What people know about that study is not all of it. And the reason the rest of the information did not come out isn't because of anything falsified or anything that was being withheld deliberately. I guess it was maybe deliberately, but it was withheld because of the cruelty of the people. The Mm -hmm. magnitude of hate that came at her is undescribable. I don't know of another human being on this planet that could handle it with the dignity and grace that she did.
0: Oh, that's that's
1: a. Shame. I had never met her before the study. I was told by the Bigfoot to find her that there was. I didn't even know the study was going on. That tells you how under the rock I was. Mm-hmm. And the Bigfoot were the ones that told me to find her. And I said I don't know anything about this. And they said you have to find her. You have to help her any way you can because she knows the truth. Wow. And God. the truth needs to come out. And I'm like, okay, and through a mutual friend who I didn't even know knew her. Um, I told him and he said, well, I know her, you know, not really, really well, but I know her. I said, will you please get her a message? Just tell her, you know, I'm not crazy, but I've been told to help her if she wants my help. This is my phone number.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I waited and she called me That's amazing. and we talked and I started helping her with paperwork you know whatever i could do to make her load a little bit easier considering she was doing all the you know the dna work i mean she's not the only one that tested it went to the top labs in the country it was not at, at some point she said you know i want these people to do it so they can't say you know my findings are just for me that's not how it worked they were also done with robotic arms there was tests done to make sure there was no contamination they just the lengths that were done on that study to make sure it was done correctly are unimaginable. I mean, it was just unbelievable. That's just amazing. And no expense was spared to have this done correctly. She pulled three genomes. I've yet to see anybody that's done it. And so as the study was going on and I'm working with her, we we're talking like maybe six weeks into me fi- meeting her. She asked me one day, I was standing outside in the yard and I was on the phone talking to her and I could hear the, the Bigfoots walking around in the woods. And she said to me, she said, can I ask you a question? And I said, certainly. And she said, you have not even asked me what the results were. You're the only one I've talked to that's not asked me what the results were. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't need to ask you what the results are because the foots are telling me that you know the truth. They've already told me what they are. Yeah. Why do I need to ask you? I'm assuming you're going to get the same thing that I was told. And she said, what did huh. you tell me? You know, and I told her and she said, yeah, that's amazing. She said, that's yeah. what I got. So are you there?
0: Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Okay, I lost it for a minute. We minutes. glitched out. Yeah, I heard it.
1: Yeah. So they are a human hybrid. Yeah. Now they did go into more detail with me. I think, you know, I mean, when the study was done, the mother's side was human, the father's side Unknown. Unknown, but you have to look at that and say, "No, she's not claiming that on the father's side it is anything. There was a lot of rumors that went around, went crazy. She's never yeah. said anything about what is on the father's side because she has to go as a scientist, she has to go by what is in the data banks, and the data banks did not have anything in it to match what was on the nuclear side, which was the father's. right. And so my situation was a little bit different. And so I'll tell you what the bigfoots told me but I want to be crystal clear. This is not what the study said. The study said a human hybrid because they are, they don't know what is on the father's side. Okay. So take that study, set it aside, because what then what I will say next is what I was told by the Bigfoot themselves. Okay. So I don't want anybody getting confused and going, well, that's what they said in the paper. No, they did not. Mm -hmm. They said it was a human hybrid father unknown. What I was told by the Bigfoot, and this was long before I ever knew about the study or Melba, I said, what are you? You know, as a child, I thought they were just animals, you know, Mm -hmm. because of all the hair and they were always around me. And I was like an animal magnet. So I just assumed they were an animal. But it didn't make sense because why are they talking to me all the time? Why were they protective of me? Why did they act like more human? And so when I finally asked them, there was three of them that were standing there. And one of the ones that I'm very close to that, you know, of, and yeah. they said, um, he said, we're human like you. And he pointed to me and he, then he pointed to the sky and he said, and star people. That's so and I'm funny. like, yeah, and I'm like, okay. And there you have it. And one of the structures, and I thought this was like really kind of cool, that was in the back of our woods. And I took pictures of it as well. It was done where it wasn't on the ground, but it was at an angle. The peculiar thing about this angle is it faced upward to the only open spot in the trees so that it would look straight up through the trees and up to into the sky. Mm -hmm. And somebody that I knew at the time is an architect, and he said, you know, to me, that looks like a map. So he went, took the time. Which I was very thankful that he did. He's a very smart man, and he went into town and he got a copy of the plat map of the property. It matched this map. He wow. took both photos, overlaid them, and they were identical. And they again, it shone straight up to the sky in the only opening to be in the trees in the back.
0: Is it a so- signal?
1: Yeah, they could see, clearly could see it from the sky. right? The amount of UFOs, of course, I have them here, too. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know why. Let me interrupt you a
0: second, Robin. Um, This is so fascinating to me because I don't know if you know of the story of the older woman that lived on in an area back in the woods. it was real secluded. She raised, like she was around Bigfoot, actually had a garden where they would actually garden in the garden and she she just she'd have them in her house. Like the the babies would come in and she yeah. would kind of care for them. Like she was so close to these. I these read Bigfoot.
1: that um probably three or four years ago maybe.
0: Yeah. And she said I... that they went the males went with what she called the star people Mm -hmm. that they would come for a period of time and take the males out into these spaceships and do what they had to go for like teaching, like something they had to learn and then they're brought
1: back. Yeah. There's been more than a few people that, you know, we have the secret space program. We also have our ship up there and there has been more than a couple people Corey, I I believe one was Corey Good, but it don't quote me on that because I've never mm. met Corey Good. I've just, you know, watched I've watched a few of his things. Um, but there was one gentleman that had actually gone on that ship and there was a Bigfoot on the ship. Right. Now, you know, different work that I've done for the Bigfoot when it came to the ATs and different things, there were Bigfoot there. The other right. problem though that I have and I talked about this on World Bigfoot Radio with Duke Sullivan is there is s- certain races of ETs that want our Bigfoot dead I know. and they are actively hunting them. I did have a ship go down in my the back of my property and there were what looked to be robotic bigfoots coming out of it. it it's just it's so unfathomable but it's actually
0: I know tr- quite I true. Know.
1: And my Bigfoot went and they were terrified when that ship was overhead. And I was like, normally they didn't get like that with UFOs, you know? So they, they were terrified. And I said, what's going on? And they kept going, Shh, we mustn't talk. We mustn't talk. They'll find us. And I'm like, what is going on? They wouldn't answer me. It was, I want to say a few weeks later. And, you know, they're not really great on time because we created time. So they don't know time. I mean, they might know, you know, the rising of the moon and, and the sun and that kind of thing, but right. they don't really, their time is different than ours. Um, it's a much longer period than what ours would be. But anyway, they mm-hmm. got hold of me and they said that, you know, cause I said, you know, why are you here? And they said, we were sent here to observe. We were supposed to watch you. We were going to be like, the watchers. And but we were never intended to harm you we were supposed to watch you report back to you know the ones that they were working for but they are part human therefore they have humanity and they said they rebelled and they refused to cooperate and they would not be part of it mm-hmm. so now that particular group of ets wants them dead and if so they the are ones co- that
0: created them wants them dead
1: well, I don't even know if it's the one that created them. I just know it's ones that are we're using them to observe us. And this so- sounds
0: to me like Bible fallen angels created or watchers came created this. That this is what it computes in my mind. I
1: know, but the thing is. And this is going to open like a huge can of worms. And so if I offend anybody, I'm saying ahead of time, I'm very sorry. Cause that's, not yeah, my no, intent. go ahead.
0: I mean, Hey, I'm open-minded. Um, so. There's a
1: lot of people that are the Nephilim. They actually are not the Nephilim.
0: No, I don't believe they're the Nephilim. What I'm saying is it, it, mm. you know, it reminds you of what's written about how the watchers had created, yeah. you know, different creatures and stuff like it. It just, it all sounds like it's all intertwined well, with all that.
1: I think that, you know, number one, I believe in God very heavily.
0: I'm mm-hmm. a Christian.
1: I'm extremely spiritual. I don't adhere to just one religion because I think all the religions have taken the Bible and kind of reworked Distorted it. it to their purposes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I do. And I hate to say that because I have a great deal of respect for the Bible, obviously. Me um, too.
0: Well, I don't know. The so Bible I don't want really any- tends to tick me off sometimes.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I, I have a any- really hard
0: <laughs> time reading the Bible. I adore God. I love God so much. I'm so close to God. I hear him talk. I, I'm yeah. very close oh, I to have, him, but too. I I am not good with you the know, Bible.
1: Um Archangel Michael, Gabriel and Raphael have been wonderful when myself, my husband and my friend have done work. Mm-hmm. Um they you can call on them for help, back up, and they're just it's an amazing thing. And I believe in it wholeheartedly. Um, But I do get like, people will go on about, oh, they're the Nephilim. And I'm like, can we find another line, please? Because they are yeah. not there. They are not fallen angels. They are not the Nephilim. Um, but no,
0: I was thinking more along lines of created by like what we would call the ETs. What my 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 mind goes to kind of where the watchers or the fallen angels possibly created the ets that created these different possible. creatures it,
1: that's, that's entirely possible i would yeah, not presume true. to say either way because yeah, that you me know neither. like i said it's all speculation as far as that goes but it's very possible i don't rule anything out
0: yeah that's why i wondered if like, you thought that too yeah like I didn't no, know if yeah
1: I like yeah that. and then when the bosnia pyramid i don't know if anybody remembers or not, but and I want to say 2013 or 14, don't quote me on that date, please, because I'm terrible with dates. Yeah, um, the <laughs> Bosnian Pyramid started humming and they started giving off this. it not really, a—I guess it was a hum, but it was a, a vocal of some sort
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it radiated up. And when it did, people were just astounded. They couldn't understand why that was happening. Well, what was going on at my house when that happened, my friend who was around the Bigfoot for her whole life mm-hmm. called me and, t- and she had sent me this video of this Bosnia Pyramid. She said, what do you think? You know, mm-hmm. see what you can find out. It's like a power I played source. It. Well, yeah, but I played it. My foot, it was like Mardi Gras they were jumping up and down and hooting and how they were happy it was joyous it was not anger it was not being upset it wasn't hiding it was joyous they got so worked up over that and i you know i had the recording i played it several times Mm
2: -hmm. the other
1: thing that was very unbelievable to me when i did that i was getting ready to go to the store and I played it. And, of course, they were all excited and doing their thing out there. And I got in the car to go leave. And I turned around because the way my road went, you, cr- it, you went down the road and then it curved. When it curved, I could look down the road and see my property. And right after I played it and I left, I turned There's a UFO over my house.
0: You're kidding me.
1: You no, know, I'm not kidding. You know, I have had so many UFOs that I can't even count them anymore. And there were multiple times of, of course, my first abduction, I was four that I remember Um, actually it had to have happened before then, but I have no memory of it
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because when I was there, they said that, you know, I had been going back and forth, but I don't remember prior to that. I remember the ones after that, but I don't remember prior to that. And so I, you know, I'm used to having these things around, but I've they had them tell you
0: why they were up excited.
1: No, no, I never got, I tried to get information out of them and they never said a thing. They were just all excited and worked up. I mean, whatever that noise came, what whatever heck? that signal was to whatever group of ETs, they were happy about it.
0: I mean, what they were just,
1: they were joyous. There's no other way to what put it. What about the dog men? Any, any reaction? From them, they were not as excitable as the bigfoot. The bigfoot are more emotional than the dogmen. The dogmen are very yeah. stoic. Um, I have encountered some that are funny and have a good sense of humor. Um, they've been very good to me. I've not. I have I dealt with bad dogmen. I've spoken with negative dogmen and tried to get them to leave certain people alone that I cared about or that I knew or somebody that called and help you know and asked for help. Um, but. I've not had bad experiences with them. Have I talked to very, very nasty ones? A hundred percent. Yes. But they have never come after me and I've not had that bad experience that possibly other people have. Mm -hmm. They've helped me at times when I've asked for help. And so I actually have no issue with them. Mm -hmm. When you get to areas like land between the lakes, (coughs) excuse me, or some certain areas in different places that are bad. You know, the bad ones really just try to stay off by themselves. Now, the ones that land between the lakes, they are deadly. I think anybody that goes there. Yeah, you
0: said that one before, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just feel like, you know, if this is what you want to put your life in danger for, then that's certainly your choice. That's crazy.
0: But, you know. I want you to tell the story. God, I hope you didn't say this story um or talk about this before. I'm not sure if you ever did, but I really, it's so funny. I wanted us to do a podcast tonight on your paranormal experiences with spiritual stuff. And there's so much, you have so much to yeah. say yeah. that it's, this is going to take just so many episodes, but
1: just yeah, well, you it. and I had already said, we're just going to, oh, know, this like, is going to go on forever. Them out. I think you and I could do, yeah, you and I could just, just this guys, just I bear think, with us. I think people. Is- People you will know. get sick of us before we'll get sick and tired. Yeah, of probably. It, we'll know? be like, yeah, I mean, here we here are again. again. Well, and <laughs> you and I had talked too. You had said that, you know, you're getting people that have gotten hold of you with lots of questions and things like that. Yeah. And I think that's great. Yes. Yeah. I think, th- I think that's wonderful. Um, there's people that I ask questions too. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. Yep. Do I have all the answers? I don't. I yeah. do not. Do I think that anybody out there does? Absolutely not. No. And the people that tell you that they're an expert and that they know all these things. Those are the people to be careful of because a couple of things. Number one, as wonderful or as bad as these creatures are or these beings, these people, they are never going to tell us everything. They're well, just not going to do it. It's not safe for them to do it. And if they're nothing else, they're smart. Yeah. And so that alone will tell you. Will they lie to you about certain things so that you don't know the truth? Oh, yeah. Course, they're part human. We do, yeah. You know, I mean, I have said from the beginning to anybody that's asked me questions, I will be 120% honest with you. I'm not going to make it up. I have photos to back up, you know, things, and people that know me well enough have been around me enough have seen it themselves being around me and mm. that's great. If people choose not to believe me, I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, I'm going to go home. I'm going to play with my big I'm going to see the dogman and I'm going to deal with the ETs and the ships and all the ghosts running around my house. So <laughs> I know my truth. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't take offense. People I've had people tell me I'm crazy. That's all right. But you know what? Though. I wouldn't yeah. trade my life. I am blessed. Even with the bad things, like I've had bad ET attacks. You know, there's times I didn't, you know, a couple times, one time I ended up in intensive care. Mm -hmm. So have I been attacked by bad ETs? I absolutely have. I've learned a lot over the years. I now can protect myself if need be. But I, for all the, the bad things that have happened, I would not trade any of it because I've seen a side of what goes on in this world that, you know, there's other people like me. I'm, I don't even think that I'm any more special than anybody else, but most people don't live around the things that I do. Yeah. So I look at it that, and I help a lot of people. And Tracy, you know about this, because yeah, I get maybe. contacted by people all the time for help. Yeah, okay? you're
0: you're such a, a kind-hearted, just patient, well, just well, such a giving person, even no, with your thank time. you.
1: You're so sweet. I but love your you. time
0: giving is amazing to me. Well, because it's just like, you Well,
1: know. the thing that I look at, Okay, first of all, in order to have an ego, you have to, you know, I don't have enough self-esteem to have an ego. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And this is, this field, the, the first kiss of death is get an ego mm-hmm. because we are peons in all of this, really. But the thing is, when people contact me, even if it's just to, to hear their story so they can reach out to another human being that's experienced some crazy things, I'm honored. That anybody wants to hear anything that I say. I'm honored that anybody wants my help for anything. Now, as far as the people that want my help, I personally feel that, and this goes with everything in life, not just the the paranormal. If you are in a position to help somebody in whatever way, myself, and I can only speak for myself, I feel morally I should do that because there's a reason we're all here. And maybe this is the reason I'm here. I've never known why I'm here, but I am. And so if even just listening to someone gives them some comfort, because I've had many people contact me and say, this is what I experienced. Please tell me if I'm crazy. I'm like, you're not crazy. You're 100% not crazy. And, you know, if that's all I need to do to make somebody feel okay and accept what they saw, which defies what they've been taught, I'm happy to do so. Have there been people that I've had to actively do things to help them? A hundred percent there are, and I'm happy to do that. I feel very honored that they asked me to, you know, so I don't look at it. Is this going to take up my time? Is this going to interfere with this? I never look at it that way because I just look at it that if this person has asked me specifically for help and it's something I can help them with, I feel like I should. Right. I would want somebody to help me. I, you that's, know, that's it's, right. it's not yeah. trying to be a great person or anything like that. It's just I feel that if so, if I can help another human being in any way, I think our world has is so <laughs> so out of control and simple human compassion is gone. It's not right. there anymore. It takes so little to be compassionate. It takes so little to say oh you know what I experienced that myself let me help you try this this and this because this is what worked for me I'm not giving anything other than yeah maybe my time or whatever or an ear to listen to it's human decency it's human compassion which is what we we are lacking in this world so you know I, know, I don't look at it that I'm doing something for somebody else. I look at it that I feel honored and blessed that this person actually wants me, an absolute nobody, to help them. And if I mm-hmm. can any way can help them, I certainly want to.
2: Yeah,
0: you know? I, you. I feel same way. Like we're we, yeah, you're always, such a giving person.
1: Yeah, I try, you are. I mean,
0: I boy, I'll tell you, I you I go I,
1: above I, and beyond. You know, that's You so much to, to like. Me. It's crazy. Yeah, I love it, it's. Well, you wait till whole, we get moved over to Michigan, girl. Oh <laughs> god, I can't wait. I'm going to have just, you so busy with this stuff. We, we're no planning idea. on
0: all kinds of plans, guys. It's going to be. I amazing. know
1: it's going to be fantastic. We have
0: such. I think mean, by next year we're going to be our whole life's oh, yeah. going to
1: changed. Everything so, will be different. But I mean, so these then, UFOs are all over the place. And then the other night we had a bonfire, and it was actually in the front of the property because in my backyard is a very large fenced-in area for all the dogs. Because as everybody knows, I own animal rescue, and so we did the bonfire in the front mm-hmm. and we're out there having a lovely time. My, my son-in-law had the bonfire going and we're having a lovely time. Him and Pat see these three sh- or two ships out there. And Ryan had said, you know, they, they were here the other night too. And I'm like, okay, so they're watching these ships. Mm-hmm. What do these two do? let's just go get big spotlights and we'll flash it at them and get them closer.
2: Wow. I have
1: people that contact me that do this. And the first thing I tell them is you have lost your ever loving mind because you don't know what's in that ship. Are no, there good you ETs? Don't. Absolutely. And I've worked with some of the good ETs. I've healed some of the good ETs, mm-hmm. the bad ones. It's like with the rest of the cryptids, the good ones are the deepest love you'll ever get. It's deeper than our love with our people. The bad ones are lethal. There is literally nothing in between. And so they're out there flashing it. Next thing I know, there's three ships. And That's like, oh crazy. I know. what are you guys doing, you know? Robin, what do
0: it. you think they are? What do you think? What's your, what's your opinion or what you feel about what the ETs really are, who they are?
1: Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any proof of anything. There's okay. some that have claimed to be us in the future. Oh. Is that possible? Yeah, it's possible. I'm not going to say it's not. I don't
0: know. My guy. You know, I mean, guy, this guy wrote me this letter. I don't know if you caught this. It was on one of my one podcasts, and it was fascinating to me. He said, "I don't know where he found this out. I can't remember off the top of my head something about aborted fetuses that he believed the cat that cow's eyes were inserted into them, and that they're actually like little beings that are created by possibly angels or whatever." <laughs> you know, or demons or whatever that, you know, that are the ETs or whatever. But this was just some of the theories you get on this is, is fascinating. Yeah. And well, I don't rule anything I out because we it. don't, I don't either.
1: I tend to take you know? it as a little bit of truth and everything. Now I will say this, the ETs have said that they do use a, a lot of the cows, but also like sheep, goats, whatever. They yeah. use it because their DNA, they can manipulate their DNA to help create the hybrids. You know, they take a lot of us because I I believe, my belief, which could be wrong, but my belief is that they have a very hard time, you know, as far as having a child or or whatever. They need our DNA for them for genetic purposes to keep Mm -hmm. their species alive. I mean, that's been proven time and time again.
0: So they use us to keep their species alive.
1: I I believe so. I don't, you know, I think that a lot of things are created. I know these cryptids are created. Every one of these cryptids are part ET, part human, and part something else. Lizard, man, it's a three-way split. Lizard, human, ET. Well, except
0: for Bigfoot's, one. that's two-way, right? That's that's the two.
1: As far, yeah, according to the DNA and according to what they say, they're just a human- and an ET, you know, and people are like, well, where do they get all this hair? Well, if you go in our lineage and I'm not a DNA expert, so this is just my own thoughts. This is not that I have proof of it or anybody said anything, but in our DNA, you know, we have, I, I believe, you know, some type of ape, gorilla, monkey, whatever, you know. Yeah. that fascinating me when
0: you told me that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so. You know, that could be very possibly where all the hair came from. Is that accurate? I don't know. I'm not a geneticist. I, I don't do DNA. You know, that's Yeah, just that's my why talk. I'm
2: asking
0: if you just like what you know, if you ever had any kind of a gut feeling or because no, we're not we can't we, say we know where anything no, that you know, no, but,
1: that's just my gut feeling. I mean I, I'm assuming that that's what it is.
0: No, I mean but, for the you know, ETs, like like if you if you Yeah, you know, I really
1: don't know. I, I don't know. How they got oh, to be so. where they are, as far as that goes,
0: or where that, yeah, what? They're, I think what it they're, would
1: answer a lot of questions. I think they're older than we are, to some sure, degree. Sure would,
0: because it,
1: you know, just to know, like, you know, what their
0: origins are, and you know what, like, you know, what their, you know, what the story, the backs. It just, like I said, I mean, this could be biblical. It literally could be biblical. I it think there's ties.
1: Stuff. I, I, I think it ties into that, right? How it, I—that's my belief. How it does, I do not know
0: just don't know yeah this is really fascinating i'm telling you this is just i want you to tell the story about the black sludge that you coughed up and the pneumonia
1: oh okay
0: that is incredible guys listen to this story and then i we're gonna have to do another episode for the paranormal stuff i'm so sorry (laughs) i thought we were it tonight but the thing is
1: a lot of the information on that actually came from my husband because we were dating at the time we Mm -hmm. were at my house he was there for the weekend he lived in indiana and it was saturday he felt something open his mouth with something in his mouth and he heard something say as soon as he kisses her it'll go into her lungs and it'll kill her and i mean that's basically the gist of it so he had brought it to my attention and i said you know i'm not picking up any bad energy or anything else you know I, i think everything's okay." You know, you didn't come all the way from Indiana to not even kiss me. So I kissed him. And it was very shortly thereafter, I was making dinner, I was making lasagna. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was like somebody had just trying to knock me out. I was so tired. Like, I was exhausted, beyond yeah, exhausted. And so he had said, you know, I'll take care of the kids, which I had my three children living with me at the time. And he's like, I'll take care of the kids, you go lay down. So I said, all right. So I went and I laid down and all I wanted to do was sleep. I, I didn't act sick. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have a stomachache. I, you know, everything was normal other than tired. So the next morning he was set to go back to Indiana and he said he didn't think he should go. And I said, well, you need to, cause you have to work. So you need to go. So he told my daughter, he said, you can stay home from school. Well, she thought that was great because of course she's, my kids absolutely adore Pat. I mean, they absolutely love them. And Caitlin was all excited because, you know, now her soon to be new stepdad is going to let her stay home from school. Mm -hmm. I was so tired. I was like, I don't care what you do. If you want to stay home, knock yourself out. I just want to sleep. So I slept, he went back to Indiana and he called the next day and I still didn't feel bad. I just felt tired and I had, Um, a mini pig and I had a collie that would alert me to seizures and they were going crazy. And I knew I wasn't having a seizure. And I I laid there and I laid there and I still think it was one of the foots that, you know, said there's something wrong. You need to get checked out. Mm -hmm. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking these dogs, this dog and this pig is going nuts. Something's got to be up because it's just not making sense. And I thought I'm in big trouble. I am in really big trouble. I don't know what this trouble is, but I know I'm in deep shit because I kept remembering what Pat had heard. Had Pat not heard, and Pat mind speaks, he's one of the best I've worked with. And had he not heard what he did, I don't know that things would have turned out as they did because I was not looking that I was sick. I was just tired. And because of the health issues I have, that's not that uncommon. So, but when you looked at what he heard, and then I kissed him. And then immediately thereafter, things went downhill. So I said to my daughter, you know, I, I really think I need to go to the hospital. And I don't think I can drive. So and he wouldn't leave
0: you either, would he? He, he wouldn't leave your side
2: well,
1: because Well, no, Pat, I, he didn't want to leave. I made him go back to Indiana because he had a job the next day and I, on mm-hmm. Monday. And I didn't want him to lose his job. And he was just having a fit. And so that's why he had my daughter stay home. And he was in constant contact with her throughout the whole ordeal. So my other son had just gotten home and he said, you don't need an ambulance. My friend Tammy across the street can drive you. So she came over and got me and we went up to the hospital and they looked me over. And the next thing I know, they tell me my heart's getting ready to crash. Like, I'm not even having chest pains. You know, I just want to sleep. I don't care what anybody does. Just let me sleep. So they, he said, I've got a crash team here. We're going to get you up in a room in intensive care and the crash team's going to follow us up there. I said, okay. I get up there and I'm laying there and all these ghosts are standing around the bed, like just unbelievable amounts of ghosts. Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: can't hear them. They're talking. I can't hear them. That doesn't happen. I can always hear them. I have to leave the TV on at night to drown them out, but I couldn't hear them. And I thought to myself, girl, you're in big trouble now. Like this has now gone really bad. And Pat was calling the hospital and I had said, to my daughter, I said, when we left, I said, call Pat, let him know we're going to the hospital, have him get hold of my friend in Texas. And she says, what is he supposed to say? I said, he's not supposed to say anything. Just have him get hold of her. She knows the drill. Like we have a backup plan for myself and Pat and my friend that if any of us get in trouble doing the work that we do, we know which beings to contact for backup. Okay. And I said, he doesn't have to say a word. He just has to call her, which he did do. And she knew immediately what to do. So in the meantime, he got hold of the one that I'm closest to. His mother's a healer as well. Pat got hold of her. My friend got hold of the healer in Texas. And I'm thinking, I just have to stay alive long enough for him to get here. Because I knew they'd be coming. I knew between Pat and her, they somebody was coming. So I couldn't hear the the, the ghost speak. So then they were gone. And I was laying there and I'm thinking this is just really bad. Like, I can't even tell you, you know, it's one of those things where I wasn't anticipating anything wrong. And then this, they came in, the doctor came in and he said, I really need you to bring up some of the stuff in your lungs. And I said, what's stuff in my lungs? The thing that was so weird is on Friday. Okay. Now that we're on Monday, but on Friday, I had a complete physical blood workup, chest x-rays, all of it. And because my health can get so precarious, they do everything. I mean, I get everything back then and there. Like, they don't make me wait because my health shifts really fast. Mm -hmm. I was perfectly fine. I mean, literally fine. My lungs were clear. My blood tests were fine. Everything was where it needed to be. And so I'm trying to bring this stuff up. And it comes up and it looks like tar, like black tar. Mm -hmm. And that's why Pat and I and my friend named it the black tar disease because we didn't know what to call it. And he said, I don't know what this is. I said, well, don't look at me. I didn't even know I had it. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: they did chest x-rays and both my lungs were full. And he said, you know, your heart's getting ready to crash because you're trying so hard to breathe. And I said, well, I knew I was tired. I didn't realize I was trying that hard to breathe. So they got me on oxygen and they got me on IVs with medication and everything. And they said that, you know, I would be six months in intensive care, six months in rehab in the hospital if they could get, if they, if I survived and they were not overly optimistic, but they weren't saying, Oh, you're not going to make it. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when the Bigfoots got there, I, I heard humming in my ears and it, my ears were like vibrating because I could hear this humming and I, they put their hands on me. I, I felt them put their hands on me. I felt their energy. I knew they were there and I knew which ones were there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This went on for, I don't know how long. And then they were gone.
0: They were invisible, I felt, too, by the way, just so you guys Yeah, know. they were
1: all cloaked. Mm-hmm. They are all cloaked. I felt like a million bucks. I was out in, you know, the six months in intensive care and six months in the hospital was thrown out the window. I was out of intensive care in less than, you know, 12 hours, and I was home within 24.
0: So you're coughing up black goo, and then didn't you say... Bigfoots also were dealing with this?
1: They did. They First of all, the doctor sent it to the labs, and they sent it to several labs in the United States. Every one of them came back and said, we have no clue what this is.
2: That no is clue. not. That it is was not.
1: shortly thereafter. Um, I do healing on the Bigfoots. Pat and my friend, they'll contact them, or they'll contact me directly and say that they need healing, and I do healing on them. Mm-hmm. And they started getting contacted, as well as myself, with the Bigfoots having this problem. And we didn't know what to call it other than, you know, the black, black lung disease or, you know, black, whatever, because black we just, yeah, black tar. We just didn't know what it was, but that's what it looked like. The only thing that I knew of is something mm-hmm. kept telling me that this was done by the Dracos. And I, in my mind, and Dracos, I knew. the Dracos,
0: by the way, guys, they are extremely evil, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, they're,
1: they're, they're bad. They're the worst of they're the They're like
0: top of the line, Yeah.
1: You're talking the AI controls the Draco and the Draco are in with the cabal and the cabal is in with our government. So it's kind of like, you know, this big slope. So I, you know, knowing who caused it, I knew. And then the foots were getting it, you know, a few of the dogmen, but I think primarily it was more the Bigfoots than anything else. And there were times Mm that Pat and I and my friend were working on 45, 50 of them a day. My and God, Robin, yeah, because they would go and they'd get hold of Pat. And they would get hold of my friend or they would get hold of me directly. And it was just nonstop. It was the males, it was the females, mm-hmm. it was the children, it was the babies. And they, wow. every one of them had this black tar stuff on them. So yeah, and they don't, it, and
0: our, and and so, and the doctors don't have any idea what
1: it was. So they don't know what it was. They came back and wild. they said that I had sepsis pneumonia, which totally to this day floors me because on Friday I had clear X-rays, mm-hmm. I had blood tests done, no sign of infection. It was just a routine thing that I was going in the doctor's office for. It wasn't like I went in because I was sick. I wasn't sick when I got there. It was because of health issues that I have. Periodically, I have to go in and get checked from top to bottom. And that's exactly right. what I did. Everything was fine until, you know, Pat heard that and me being it's so stupid, crazy. He
0: overheard a conversation. Like, Pat actually overheard. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, plot. absolutely. Yeah. Had he not done that, I, in the foots came, I don't think I'd be alive. I know I wouldn't because the only reason when I was sleeping and the dog and the pig were going crazy that I even reacted to it and said, I'm in trouble here. I need to go to the hospital was because Pat was the one that had overheard this. Right. And he is incredibly accurate. If he says this is what he hears, you can take it to the bank. And so he knew he had heard that. And then here's the animals acting like that. And I'm like, something's not Right. And somebody, and I, I, I think I know which foot it was said, you need to go. This is not good. Mm -hmm. You can die. And I was like, okay, got to go to the hospital now, you know, but there, there wasn't any indication that I was sick. I was just tired. That was all I felt.
0: So, okay. One more story. And then we're going to go, we're going to have to sign off because this is getting really long. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, you guys. I just, I'm, I'm telling you, we could just go on for weeks and talk. Well, um, and you
1: know what? If people do like they they did prior to this one and just send you the questions, I yeah. mean, you know, we. Can, it's not a big deal. If I don't know the answer, I will be the first one to stand up and say I don't know the answer. I'm not going to make yeah. up an answer just to make somebody happy or make up an answer to fill in the blanks. When yeah, it's like the sabe.
0: Somebody up. asked about the sabe um, last There's week. There's supposed what to be the- an
1: ancient an ancient one of the of the forest people is, is technically what it claims that it is you know
0: the, are they dog men or are they bigfoot are they you know are they I'm gonna
1: be honest and say i I, I really can't put my finger on it and say with a hundred percent certainty which one it is you know I've talked to people that claim it's the dogman I've talked to people that claim it's the bigfoot if you look up information on it it claims it's a sasquatch
0: ask so, the Sas- ask Ask some of the ones you're close to, see if they, they can tell. They
1: claim it's a sasquatch. Okay. So yeah. you know, I but have you know? I mean, I've talked to the ancient ones. I've talked to the council, talked to the sky people. You know, the elders. I've I've gone up the gauntlet. I've talked to them. Yeah, you and were telling
0: me about going into the sky. A sky. Yeah, I only had meeting. to do that one
1: time. Yeah, I only had to do that one time. And that's um, on top of like a mountain. Apparently, yeah, it's not, I it is. You sky. have to do it. You know, people say they meditate to do it. I don't do that. Meditation, if you want to meditate because it relaxes you, it centers you, it makes your soul mm-hmm. feel good, please do it. Don't meditate and start talking to things because unless you know how to read energy and you don't differentiate know what it is, good, yeah. the bad things will come in and say they're good and then they attach you and you're, you, you know, it can be Which really bad. I had yeah. somebody yeah. that I knew that was meditating and she's like, Yeah, every time I meditate, this snake like creature shows up. And I'm like, oh. And yet you keep doing it.
2: Gee,
0: I wonder who that is. And yeah, Yeah. I don't meditate either. I'm not a meditator.
1: I I don't. Um, I should, but I don't.
0: No, I don't do it. Just like you, it's exactly why. It's because you don't know what the hell you're going to bring in.
1: Right. I mean, I don't tell people not to, but what I do tell people is if you're going to meditate because it makes you feel good and it feeds your soul, that's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Please don't go in there and start talking to everything if you don't know what you're doing, because it can be dangerous.
0: So the Sky Council is you were there one time that's like up on a mountain that that was fascinating Mm -hmm. i want to get more into that the next time there
1: was a big um war that was going on in east texas and everything was there ets were there dogmen goatmen they were all gathered for this big fight this big war and what was fueling it was the woman that owned the property there was a vortex on the outside she didn't know she even had it. it was on the outside of her property vortexes if it they spin the right way it pulls all the bad negative energy out filters it down however if something bad messes with it and they've done this before and they turn it the other way now you're pulling all the bad stuff out and it what had happened at her place was it was going the wrong way whether that was intentionally done by something or not it was going the wrong way and all this negative energy and all these negative things are coming out and it just started like World War Four, And so basically, you know, my friend and I and another friend worked on this to kind of like peace talks to calm everybody down before this. I mean, E.T. showed up for this thing. Everybody was there. The elders were there. Council people wow. were there. And it ended up, you know, where I did talk to Sky Council, but I did it so that we could almost get like a pardon or a stay just so I had time to. Correct the vortex, spin it the right way. And once that happened, everybody just calmed right down and they never actually ended up fighting. But yeah, that was why we had gotten hold of them.
0: This is just incredible. Okay, tell me, tell me, um, or tell us, not tell me, I've already, some of the stories. Rob and I talk so much. You guys have no idea how much Rob and I talk. <laughs> We're like on the phone like every night. What are you doing? Well, this is going on today. I know. Um, yeah. But um, okay, so ta- talk about the story you told me about the diabetic crash that pat was having
1: oh yeah that was i mean it was kind of paranormal um
0: it sounded paranormal to me
1: yeah he um had never been a diabetic pat hadn't and he's one that loves like the vegetables and he's a very healthy eater and he had not felt good but it was mostly he was tired but his color was getting really bad and we had gone out came back home he went to lay down he, he was tired that was his big thing is he was tired he was thirsty all the time but he had quit drinking soda he was drinking a lot of water and he was you know just didn't feel right but he didn't have anything that you could pinpoint and say this is wrong with you mm-hmm. and he was laying down and I was talking to my daughter on the phone and she said well have you scanned him? like you do medical scans on everybody did you do it on him and I said you know I'm great at doing all this stuff for other people. I don't think about it in my house. I just don't. Right. I know. So I scanned him. And when I scanned him, it looked like his blood was like percolating. Yeah. And I I really didn't understand what I was seeing, what it meant, other than I instantly knew it was a sugar. I just did. And I thought that doesn't even make sense because he's had a sugar check multiple times. He's not diabetic. But I know this is a sugar. So I went in the bedroom to wake him up. I wanted him to go to the hospital and he was already starting to wake up and I said listen I need to get you to the hospital and Pat knows me and him and I work very well together in the paranormal stuff because we trust each other Mm -hmm. like when he hears stuff I completely have 100% faith in what he's he's hearing because he's brilliant at it when I tell him stuff he you know from what he seems to always take my word for it anyway and so we work really well together that way and so I said to him I said I just scanned you This is bad. at your sugar. We have to go like right now. I just had this urgency that if I didn't, he was something bad was going to happen. So we went to the hospital and I got to the desk and I said, you know, I needed him to go back to triage. And they're like, no, you need to go over there and sit down. So we went and sat down and went back over and I said, I need a nurse and I need her now. And she's like, well, you know, everybody's really busy. Just sit down. It'll be fine. And I said, no, it's not fine. My husband is going to crash. Like, he's really going to just drop, like, you've Mm -hmm. got to get him back there. And she said, no, he wasn't
0: diagnosed with diabetes either, guys. Like, no, no, not at all that they knew. And
1: she's like, well, he walked in on his own and he's coherent and he's talking. And I said, I'm telling you, I need a nurse now. So we went and sat down and she got a triage nurse and she went to call Pat back and he got up to go and I got up too. And she said, well, you can't go due to COVID. I said, you don't understand. I can tell you what he can't. Mm-hmm. And so she let me back in triage. I don't think she wanted to, but she was kind enough where she did. She went to pull out his blood pressure cuff. And I said, forget the damn blood pressure cuff. I need you to check his sugar. Mm-hmm. So she put it down, checked his sugar, wouldn't register. So they sent us out into the waiting room and got hold of the doctor. And they came out to get Pat. Well, they wouldn't let me back there due to COVID. So they mm-hmm. said, the doctor will call you. I said, okay. So they took him back there and the doctor called me late. Like, it wasn't a very long time. And the doctor called me and I answered the phone and he said, is this his wife? And I said, yes, it is. And he's like, I need to know how you knew it was a sugar. I said, what? He said his sugar is 747. His body's going into ketosis. Like if he would have waited another three hours, he would be dead. Like, I need to know how you knew it was a sugar. I can't tell him they'll end up putting me in the psych ward. You know, I did. And I'm like, it was a hunch.
0: You got to be so, part of our community for anybody yeah, to understand that. Yeah. You know? So
1: he's in the hospital. They're going to put him on IV and, and insulin and try to get it down. And they weren't going to let me stay there. So I left and I came home and I pulled in the driveway and I was talking to a, a friend of ours. He was checking on Pat and the foots are pounding the crap out of the car and they're all cloaked. I can't see a thing. But everything is getting my car's just getting pummeled. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad. I was like, why are you here? Get up there and save him he busts his ass for you every day like mm-hmm. I don't need you here with me I but they knew I was upset I said I need you up there with him and you need to fix this because
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what I can do so I did that I came in I tried to do some energy work on Pat but the foots had gone up there and he called me and he's like man my it dropped right away my sugar's you know almost normal now I mean it After literally the that quick. Up there yeah as soon as they got there so you know we've been very fortunate. They've, they've helped us out when we've needed it. The thing is, is they're really not supposed to, they right. have their own set of laws. They have their own culture, their own way of life. They, they can read, they can write, they have their own alphabet, you know, they have their own language. They are really and truly an ancient people. Right. And so one of the laws is they are not to interfere with us. Yeah. You know, what makes them choose to help, and interfere at different times I don't know probably just
0: love or caring for people you
1: know know, I don't know they obviously
0: love you I mean they they you know they're attached and you're like family to them you know well
1: and they they absolutely adore Pat you know he was driving this food truck and he went to go right drive it down the road to go to work and he went around the corner and he heard this weird noise on top, and one was on top of the food truck yeah he jumped (laughs) off as he went around the corner You know, so, I mean, they absolutely adore them. We've been very lucky.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: You know, you're talking about a people that are not supposed to help anybody and they've saved my life four times, you know, they, they've saved Pat's life. So they've been extremely generous with us. Do we count on that happening every single time? A hundred percent? No, because, you know, they decide you can't get them to do it. Right. They make that decision.
0: Well, you can ask them. I mean, she's going oh, can
1: ask, you can always yeah, ask,
0: but, and they've told her there's things we can't even tell people like things that you can't, yeah. you're not allowed to divulge because you just can't, you have to keep their trust, you know? So yeah. it's super important to, especially yep. you were talking about well, that one friend of yours that broke their trust, you know? Yeah,
1: oh yeah. And that was a disaster. Yeah. And you know, it's like, Um, I was not going to do any more conferences. I did the one in Russia and I came home and I did a couple of small ones and it was very successful, but, and I enjoyed it immensely. The people were extremely kind, but I was catching so much heat from when I was in Russia. I came home thinking whatever went on in Russia, stayed in Russia. I get pulled over in customs on the way home at the airport. And I'm like, my God, what did I do? Mm -hmm. And they're like, you're that woman that went to Russia that talks to the Bigfoots. And I'm like, how in the heck do these people know? And I said, yeah, I'm thinking I did something bad. They pulled me into customs office.
0: That's crazy, isn't it, Robin?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, well, you're on every, you know, you were on TV. And I said, how was I on TV? I should have never been on TV. I was in Russia. And then my daughter-in-law calls me and she said, mom, you're in every major network.
0: That's wild.
1: And I didn't talk about anything paranormal in Russia. It was strictly the flesh and blood aspect of them. And I yeah. showed a lot of the photos and stuff. So, you know, it didn't stay where it was supposed to stay. And I had people that really supported me. Mm-hmm. And I had people that were on the attack. And I oh, thought, there's you know gonna what? Always
0: be. Yeah. There's always going to be that. that. that's And part of that's even... You know, the, the ones that are working against us, like the cabal and the, you know, the oh, government yeah. officials and stuff that set it up so that if they even have one person screaming, you know, it's all, you know, bullshit, that's it's gonna, you know, create a snowball effect. So that's what that's all right. about. Right. You know. So but,
1: but, yeah, so I quit for a while and then the Big could are the one that got me doing conferences again because they wanted to try getting their information out. So, like mm-hmm. when I do podcasts, I do the podcasts that they allow me to do. It's mm-hmm. their information. I'm just living in it. So, if yeah, they she don't
0: consult with them before she talks to anybody, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And there's been several. They've told me no, and I said that's fine. I'm okay with that. You know, it. It's... Yeah,
0: I asked her. I said, "Why did they?" She said she told me that she had asked about me if it was, you know, cleared it mm-hmm. with them, and they said that well, was it. Me and one other person. They said would tell the truth. Yeah, and I thought that was neat. I was like, "Wow, well, that's yep. neat. That I'm honored." You're a messenger. Just...
1: You're gonna help get the yeah. truth out and. So, yeah, they were fine with it. And it was funny because I did not know you, Mm -hmm. didn't know anything about you. And you happened to get hold of me right about the same time I was in Michigan doing a conference. Yeah. And so it was just the timing, you know, so that was. Now we're
0: like glue. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Totally. Well,
0: I thought I told I said this. This sounds, you know. This goes against the Bible with, with reincarnation, but Robin had said that we, what, what did you say? That you were told that we had been together before in yeah. other lives
1: yeah, and we, we did battles. Yeah, yeah, we
0: did battles together that we were always together and we were inseparable. Yeah. Because we can't figure out why we're so close. We're like, we well, didn't yeah, one like, of us. Well, it's you like know. we
1: knew each other. We already know each other. mean think yeah. about each other that we shouldn't know. We know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. It's wonderful. I love it. and am But But it's, it's crazy. It yeah, they've been really a- torqued up and running around like, you know, the cooler weather, they're all over the place. You know, they're storing stuff. They'll and you know, they don't hibernate they any more mm-hmm. than we do. They are out, you know, getting extra food supplies and packing them, you know, in the caves or you know, they'll go make places underground and yeah. Or abandoned houses. They love the abandoned houses. And I, I've a- heard a lot of
0: stories about oh that, which God, really shocks gosh. me. You know, there that's always shocking
1: there was one in Detroit, Michigan. And it was crazy. I, I'll never forget it because I saw it in the paper and I was just like dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. And they had a, in down in Detroit, there's areas of Detroit that are just not nice areas. And it's 90% abandoned houses. It's not a good part of town. And a couple were had been gone house hunting actually for the day or whatever, and they come home and they went to stop at a stop sign on the corner and a very large Bigfoot had stepped out of the bay window was broken in this abandoned house. He stepped out of that house, took a few steps, saw them and turned around and ran back into it. It wasn't all the papers on yeah. the radio. Well, and.
0: Good God, Robin. This, is, and, I'm, this stuff is getting to be more and more and more.
1: Oh my gosh. They used to, you know, I'm not a person that drinks. I've never, I don't drink at all. Um, I just, I, I just don't enjoy it. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't either. either I'm the same, same drink, way. I don't like, you know, to drink I'm, either. you know, I'm a party pooper and they, um, would go, and I lived in a very small town at the time and mm-hmm. there was a pub in town and then they had a dumpster behind the tub or the tub blah, pub. And I think that they would go and go through the dumpster because they are notorious for doing that. Anyway, I would get up in the morning and there would be all these empty, bottles
2: mm-hmm. of booze
1: i mean they vodka, like vodka rum tequila <laughs> whatever was in it they brought it. i mean it looked like a party for guns and roses <laughs> in my woods it was ridiculous and i'm thinking i don't even drink
0: yeah well they and i got
1: all these booze bottles you know they do they love it and I
0: can't, god that's unreal
1: <laughs> igor and i took one winter, and i had just as much activity in the winter i think i saw him less only because i wasn't out as much but i'm still going out every night with them and mm. Igor was there visiting and he wanted to put a beer in this tub and it had a screw on top and he left it on. He didn't loosen it at all. Or I guess it wasn't a screw on it. it was the kind you had to have the can opener. Yeah. To pop it. So he put you, it in. Yeah, the- you can
0: still pop them though. Yeah, some well, of the- they did. Yeah.
1: And we had put it in a bucket and he had it attached to the tree And the next day we went out there and the top was popped off and laying on the ground and half of it was gone. They must not have really cared for it because they didn't drink at all. The thing that was so bizarre about it was both of us had inadvertently left our our cameras in the house, Mm -hmm. which we never did. And he said, let's go back in. He said, I'll get a cup of coffee and we'll get our cameras and go and take photos. I said, okay. And I remember seeing the cap on the ground under this bucket, and thinking, "I gosh, I need to get a picture of this because it's going to be gone when I come back out." We came back out, and it was gone. The cap had vanished into thin air, and the bottle had been moved
2: mm-hmm. into a different
1: position in the bucket. And but they they didn't drink any more of it. Apparently, it wasn't their brand because they, they didn't don't drink like it. All. Yeah, yeah. God, but I mean, I you know, it's like Michigan is not native for bananas. Mm-hmm. And I had a banana in the house and I thought maybe they would like it. So I put the, I had all these buckets and then I had the cage with food in it and Buckets buckets. They just had all kinds of food out there, and which I don't recommend anybody feeding them. If you don't have a really good clan and you're giving them a lot of food, putting the apples out now and then that's not a big deal. But the thing is, is if, you know, you don't have a really good clan, they can throw a, a major hissy fit when the food stops. Mm-hmm. And so I had this banana out there. I never thought to peel the banana. I just put the banana out there. And I went out there the next day and they had bit the end off the banana. Well, of course, then they had the peel and everything. And it must not have tasted good because they spit it all over on the ground. Oh, my God. So I got another banana and I peeled it down about two or three inches and I left it. I went back out there the following morning and I found the peel and they had eaten all the fruit.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah. I, I mean.
0: Teach them how to peel peel bananas. Yeah. They're a riot. All right, lady. We better get off of here before the yeah. listeners go crazy. They're gonna be like, "This is an hour and fifty some minutes long." Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna have you on hopefully next week. I I really need to get you on to talk about like the paranormal, the spiritual stuff, like like okay. demons or not. You know, demons, uh, ghosts, that type of thing. Um, I've got tons of stories about that, but I've already put mine up there. You know, in some of my first episodes. But yeah. I I gotta get. I need to hear you know, some of your stuff. So, um, I will, I'm going to just end this tonight yeah, and just, uh,
1: everybody can just send you questions and we can knock them yeah. off
0: that way. Yeah. Guys, if you have any questions for Robin, just send them to me and I'll just, I'll write them down and then I'll we'll try to cover them throughout the conversations. So yeah. we'll do it like that.
1: That's probably the easiest oh. way.
0: Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Love. All I right. I will talk to you, at you later. Okay. Take All care. Right, bye. Bye. Okay, guys, that wraps up the show for tonight. Hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Um, stay tuned for next week, or actually in a couple days. I should be having the um, final episode in the little Ted Gunderson miniseries thing I got going on there. Um, I wanted to wrap that up for you guys, but I thought tonight I'd give you a little reprieve and do something on the uh, supernatural realm you know, instead of the heavy government talks. So, and Robin should be back next week on the um, paranormal side that she deals with on like ghosts and spirits and that type of stuff. Um, You guys take care of yourself. You have a great night or day wherever you are. God bless you all. Stay safe. You know, say your prayers and just hang in there. We're all just hanging in here together. Trying to deal with all this crazy stuff. It's a crazy world we live in. So I'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.